0: Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 71. I am your host, Joe Zacruski, joined by founder of RedRiverHorror.com, Eddie Cayazzo. Hi, Ed, how are you? Joe, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am... I don't know how to put it into words. It's like, at first I was kind of like, Oh, that's cool. But now I'm actually really excited for Scream 5.
1: (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Yes.
0: Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about today is like we know. So last year when we were talking about soundtracks, I think I was around Saw. Like and every time we talk about movie soundtracks, we always bring up Scream 3 soundtrack. Oh,
1: yeah. But classic.
0: And out there in the world of the Internet, there are tons of behind the scenes scream. Did you know this about Scream? But let's. Let's talk about what does Scream... What does this this movie franchise mean to you? Okay, that's a good
1: question. All yeah. right, so I got... Um, I will... Uh, that's deep. You want me to go on this? You Absolutely. Want, want to get it started? Yeah. All right. What is this? Hap- episode 71? 71, man. 71, baby. Yeah. All right. So what does Scream mean to me? I, I don't mean to go off on a long story here. I'll try to keep no, it... No, go for it. So Scream 1... I actually had a screener version of, really the Scream One film. Cool. Yes. So it came, and uh, I wasn't allowed to watch it at first. So I was literally told secondhand. So when Scream was in theaters, obviously it was it was a pretty big deal. I thought. I have to look at the actual box office numbers, but I think people were excited to see it. Was it was
0: a big deal. It's a it's you know just to tell you for the first one like when we look at it and it's where it stands in the history of horror it's the movie that ushered in this a new era that lasted from the mid late 90s into the mid 2000s all right and 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 on the front end was that the
1: case too like was that at that time in 1996 was was that reception like oh this is I believe it yeah this, I believe okay.
0: Wes Craven bringing back the slasher
1: Perfect. So for me, I heard about scream when it went through its theater run mm-hmm. and remember, they're actually boys and girls. Listen up. There used to actually be a time when you had to wait for a movie to come out on home video.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were 12 when it came out like 11 or 12. Yeah. So yeah. We, so w- parents aren't being like, yeah, go here's, here's, here's some money. Go see the, go see a movie, <laughs> go see the scream movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, Th- and I will bring this home. I can go movie for movie, so I'll, I'll just start with the first one. Yeah, um, Wasn't allowed to see it in theaters, obviously. My dad is a horror fan, as we all know. Uh, So I, ha- I had to rely on Timmy Horgan to tell me the story of what happened.
0: Here's a neighbor I haven't heard in a long time. Right? So your neighbor.
1: So my, my neighbor up the street had to tell me <laughs> yeah. what happened in the Scream movie, and the things he was describing scared me
0: not like he was like a master storyteller
1: or whatever he was like he was
0: young I mean the trailer too. was creepy as anything yeah Um, uh, because it utilized something that just everybody has now it Was the first horror movie to integrate cell phones
1: ah yes
0: you know like we had all heard the the horror story of oh the call is coming from inside the house yep but that you know that predates cell phones sure and now with the cell phone it's like he's outside the house watching you from somewhere <laughs> right. anywhere
1: so so that so I was being told those kind of stories like even now in, in Timmy's story when he told me that he said from behind. It was the part where Randy's on the couch and he's watching yeah. uh, Halloween and Michael Myers is behind the person uh, behind Jamie. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that behind Jamie and Jamie.
0: How about that? Yeah, never put that together.
1: And they both survived. Yeah. Interesting. Well, in Tim's store in Tim's story, uh he's like, Yeah, he's like behind the guy and it was funny, like it was a funny moment. It mm-hmm. was you know, funny to a kid at least, but then he killed him. Scream so 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 I'm getting relayed this the the point I'm making is I'm getting relayed the scary moments to him, but also a hint of comedy like that, where the the ghost face is behind Jamie Kennedy, ready to kill him. Yeah. And then he he doesn't. Um so I'm just like, huh? Okay. So it sounds sounds fun. Sounds creepy. Then we go to you know those uh, those flea markets, mm-hmm. and you have the people that sell the the, the, the bootlegs, the bootlegged the items, at zerns. <laughs> this one we used to go to one in Jersey. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was in Palmyra.
0: It, uh, that sounds like a place where that would be.
1: <laughs> or Tacony. I, Tacony is the Philly side. The Philly side. Palmeir okay. is the. So if you're listening and you're hyper local, yeah. if you could please let me know where this flea market was, so we come across the movie Scream. Mm. It's not out on home video yet, and it's 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 already passed its theater run. So, my dad buys it, and I'm allowed to watch it for some reason, and. For me, it was it was scary, and completely different from any of the horror stuff that I was really that I had really seen yeah. up to that point. So it was it was different, and I don't know why it was scary. But there was also this mystery aspect to it, where like where they're leading you along the film, and you have to figure out who Who's doing who it. is doing it. So that, like, blew my mind, and it was cool because I'm younger. My dad's, you know, older, and he's just like, all right, well, he's wearing boots there, and that's how he put his cigarette out, so I think it's that guy. Like, it was cool. Like, we yeah. had this this moment over this film, but I was young enough to wear it scared the hell out of me, uh, the ghost-faced creature. So it was important to me because it was the first time, I guess, I had really seen an R-rated <laughs> horror movie as it was meant to be seen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. It does. Okay.
0: Because like you just hear the details and like you just your memory of how how important Yeah, this movie was. To, like it's it's got this long lasting impact of being a fan of the genre. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where it just it changed the game in so many different ways of just when the Parajan was ready for a change. And now there's definitely people out there that are going to say it changed it for the worse. Yep. Where I'm going to disagree with that Mm -hmm. because (laughs) one of the, you know, the brilliant thing about it was, you know, bringing in new technology, like having the cell phone, cell phones be a big part of it. Sure. Um, kind of redoing how teen horror is. The teen horror thing I didn't consider.
1: That is a thing
0: yeah Tina, and yeah. it kind of it kind of matured it a little more it kind of changed it, it feels like it changed it up a little bit it made you know what it may be more mtv sure so like i can see where that somebody has like a problem with it. it's just like they're clear like you know it's been the case for like teen horror forever it's like they're clearly in their 20s <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: right. there's that side of it too <laughs> but who it was the 90s yeah, baby
0: <laughs> but it's those little things where you add in like better elements of comedy where mm-hmm. and the things that make it funny is it's self awareness.
1: Yes, something I wouldn't pick up on. Not, you until don't see when much much later. Yeah,
0: you don't get it when you're a kid, but it's like you know Jamie Kennedy's whole character is like <laughs> it. That just makes it so much better. Yeah, and it, it, like no, like it does. It doesn't hide from that. It's like here it is where a slasher, a who done it slasher, mm-hmm. throws in some some laughs. Yeah. I mean so much I mean it was so good at it I mean even the parody of it scary movie which was you know parodying all those movies at the time you know set up just this full circle
1: of of entertainment fun fact about that the writer of screen Kevin Williamson Mm -hmm. scream not screen (laughs) he uh, he was the creator of obviously Dawson's Creek and but he wrote like he wrote I know what he did last summer so he wrote scream and its original title Was scary movie.
0: I think I did know that. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I forgot about that. No, but yeah, Yeah. it's like I think I did know that. Yeah.
1: So so yeah, it's that Scream and its parody were good.
0: Yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like it just it just turned opened up a new era, and whether you like it or not, I mean it that's where it's the first movie's like impact was, and it was so successful. I mean they rushed the second one in production as fast as possible, and they got that out. And the second one's a good movie too. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, when we did, like, the Saw movies, like, you know, if you see a Saw movie, it's like, all right, well, it's the twist going to be. Mm-hmm. Scream 2 does a great job of the Who Done It
1: It really does. And a lot
0: of people might be like, nah, it's kind of dumb. It's just like, is it, though? Because it's kind of playing on the original Friday the 13th a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Just a little bit. Duh again like the self-awareness in there even right though that's the end of the spoiler alert if you haven't seen it I mean that's the end of the line for Jamie Kennedy
1: uh, yeah it's, it's <laughs> Randy which yeah it's it's a shame because it had like, to be done it, it it like when you when you have another movie there has to be a significant death in each yeah. there always has to be
0: yeah.
1: his was in two
0: and he knew it yeah <laughs> that's what makes his character so good <laughs> um, so it's like those little self-awarenesses i and i think it's one of the better one two combos out there in the entire horror genre to the point where i'm like i've been asking myself since we were going over like halloween kills and talking about all these other things is like is scream my favorite franchise now
1: if you're a Red River Horror, like if you're a P1, as we call them in radio, if you yeah. listen religiously to the Red River Horror podcast, you know for sure it's it's mine. I said it on a previous episode yeah. for sure.
0: I'm like, because then it's like, get into it even more. It's like, then we go to Scream 3, which was the most commercial sure. of all of them. Yes. It's 100%. The whole movie's about, br- like everything about it was branding. right and what's the what's going on in it there's a movie called stab yeah (laughs) right right the self-awareness in it it's like again and it's like it's probably the weakest of like the weakest movie of the four that you could watch right now uh based on reviews coming from the fifth it'll probably stay there probably yeah i could see that but it knows it's the worst one and even says like multiple times in it about trilogy and stuff (laughs) like and even in the fourth one where I think it's on like stab seven (laughs) right (laughs) like that little underlying self awareness it's not so potent that it overtakes the movie it's just there
1: right and and I would say and I I guess the best way to frame it is this do you like scream one I love it do you like scream two love it do you like scream three I do all good movies yeah Uh, and scream yes and scream three is definitely it's hated the most i know for sure yeah out of that trilogy but my my thing with saying that i think it's the strongest series is because i still like it i still like two and three
0: i mean it (laughs) came out in 2000 yep you got the jay and silent bob cameo in there Mm-hmm. Hey, it's that news chick, Connie fucking John. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, like, Connie. Yeah. And I mean, and they were like, Kevin Smith was riding high at that time. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it made sense. To, and they're front both, it was both, uh, I guess, Miramax at the time.
1: It was. So under their Dimension Films label, Dimension which Films, it's, that's it. It's the wine But, but I mean, Daniel Farron's even said this to us like, you're the biggest, like, genre label in town. Like, they were, yeah, they were pumping out, um, I would say good good horror movies with Scream being the anchor, right? And that so was,
0: somebody <laughs> was like, "Hey, let's let's throw mash this in there," mm-hmm. and it worked. Yep, it worked. Scream three is not a bad movie. It's a fu- it's Scream three is the funny one. Yes, that's just fun and funny. And it's just it'll take you back if you want if you want that nostalgia feel of like how ridiculous of like what like nineteen ninety nine two thousand branding. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably like you know someone drinking a surge and yeah probably and it, like originally before we did this episode i'm like oh we love scream three soundtracks so much let's go over all the soundtracks from now they're nothing they're just generic right movie soundtracks with like some basic songs on there but but scream three scream three who else was riding high at this time creed creed was coming massive. fresh off of human clay yep and they, I think, yeah, the band Creed produced the entire they, album. They produced the *Scream* three soundtrack in yeah. with uh, Interscope, I guess it was cause I think, or Roadrunner and Interscope. Like, there's a lot of those. I'm not sure because at that time, yeah,
1: I know whomever they did. Maybe it was with Roadrunner. That that is something important to look up, only because we talk about it so much. But it was.
0: Uh, I think Creed was on Interscope because I know a lot of those bands are Interscope, other than. Um slip Well, Creed was on Wind Up, which was completely separate. Huh, yeah.
1: So let, let me let me see if Spotify has that information just to I'll look up the album. But you, yeah. you but 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 you, you're right. The first two soundtracks, nothing, and the third is like a commercial rock.
0: Yeah. I mean not only that, but like just promoted and just people bought the hell out of it. I think every almost everybody I knew had a copy of the Scream Three soundtrack. And if you didn't, we all were just starting to get the technology to burn CDs. Right. right it's true or put it on a cassette for you Uh uh-huh uh like and it's also the first one where it's like I was so happy to get it and there's so many songs and bands that like were on it that I liked and then continued to listen to or discovered more or went listen to more of their stuff Mm -hmm. um and it's funny because there's that song that I always bring up I brought it up before on the show it's the song Automatic by American Pearl I Every time, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I th- I was thinking of you, so I was, I had to create um just Red River Horror listeners. I'm I'm in radio full time. I had to yeah. create a large amount of best of material for this holiday season, and I was thinking of you because I used that song as bump music, like like so. I took that and I, I kind of looped looped yeah. it more before it got to the singing part. But but it's such a cool like that. Doo, doo, doo it's like oh that brought me back
0: yeah Yeah. oh yeah i mean the thing that had me cracking up was when i was looking through uh the soundtracks earlier like when you get to three almost every song has a thumbnail except for that one ah okay thumbnail or like a link to their the vimeo or youtube yeah it's like eh. uh one of my favorite songs is on i mean geez debonair by dopes on there i don't even think it's in the movie all right let's let's think it was just in a I think that song was in like every soundtrack around that time. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I think it was probably more, it's more like you really hear it in the first Fast and Furious.
1: Yes. Yeah, you do. That's, That's a good scene. I'm
0: like, I can't remember if it's in Scream 3 at all.
1: <laughs> Say, I mean, same time period. It's like, yeah, let's get dope in there. So, so I think this was actually distributed by Wind Up Records. Yeah. Um, because it's the bicycle music group, bikeable, bicycle music company. Um, that has distributed to mm. Spotify. They're the ones that bought Wind Up and all. Okay. that. but but look, if I can run through
0: this real quick, even though we did it on another episode, it was that's early. fine. I mean, it's so like this is the most significant part about the mo- like what what makes the movie worth watching you know, is just how commercial it is. <laughs> yes, and how it's like while all the killing and stuff, the underlying plot is the commercialization of movies and movie franchises.
1: Absolutely, yeah,
0: because I think is Stab ones and two, I think, and then Stab twos and three. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so, like yeah. that under the, the underlying self awareness of the screen movies is the one of the best parts. Yeah. One of the things that makes them so good.
1: And three has the entire recreated Woodsboro. Yeah. You know, fresh with Sydney goes into what would be her room on the on the movie set, and there's a picture of Creed there. Yeah. <laughs> Where in the first one it was the Indigo Girls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. That's amazing. Like yeah. that's incredible. That's some incredible work. And these are available on Peacock if you want to catch up. Yeah. Except uh, for 4. I think 4's on Hulu.
1: So I will I will I actually have a really funny story, but let's can let's I give,
0: let's do the soundtrack real quick.
1: All right, so track 1, What If by Creed. How
0: about let me see how far I can get.
1: Oh, okay. All right, well I started you off there. You
0: did. I knew well I already knew What If. I mean, mm-hmm. the music video has clips of Ghostface chasing around the band members yeah. and the song you know even though i think it's the second track on human clay yes it was almost like the song was written for well the music video was for i mean again commercialization of scream three is out of control yes and then track two is wait and bleed Mm -hmm. and Slipknot. yes wait and bleed by slipknot and then track through when this band was still
1: good i didn't really like their stuff after this period Think of a band that they're Canadian. Uh, I think they're Canadian. actually. Hopefully, I don't have that wrong.
0: I tripped myself up. I got overconfident. Uh, this isn't the Finger Eleven song. Yes. It? Oh, it
1: sh- is. Suffocates.
0: <laughs> before, before the burner, <laughs> burn, de, burn, de, burn. This was when they were still a little bit of a harder rock band. Yes, yeah. and I,
1: and if I believe that, we'll check after the show if yeah. they're Canadian or not. But so, all right. So, what if Wait and Bleed suffocate next?
0: All right, and then after Finger Eleven suffocate was not crawl by stain. That's further down. Is it crowded elevator by Incubus? No. Ah. Oh,
1: uh, this might be tough, man. We got a ways to this go. This is
0: an American Pearl, is it? Uh, no. All right, well I'm gonna.
1: It's it's another band that I think you like.
0: There's a lot of bands on there that I listen to still. All
1: right, so we have What If, Wait and Bleed, (laughs) Bleed. Suffocate. Those are the top. There's the first three. The next one, um, this was a band that was pretty political at the time. That I liked some of their music, but I wasn't really digging their message all that much. But you'd still find me rocking out to them. Uh, uh, Their lead singer looks like Mick Foley from Mankind. Or Mick Foley, Mankind. Yeah interesting Uh, um, Uh, he 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 has very 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 distinct voice like a if you heard it you'd be like oh I know who that is
0: it's like this is helping but it's also making it worse in my head
1: sorry (laughs) All right. so track four is spiders by system of a down Uh, (laughs)
0: oh I forgot to see there's one song I forgot was on there yeah
1: yeah, and which okay. it's it's creepy. Like, if you're think if you're just listening to that song, right? Think it, like I listened to this most when I was on the bus home from Roman. Yeah, like I would just pop this into the CD player and then just listen to it. And if you like, kind of pass out a little bit, you, you're not. It's just like day sleeping. All right, mm. that song comes on. It's just like it's a little creepy.
0: Yeah, the music video for it's creepy too. Yeah, not not branded with Scream three in the music video
1: though. <laughs> no. No. So what if Wait and Bleed Suffocates Spiders well, next?
0: That's American
1: Pro. Yep. Yeah. Automatic. Automatic. All right. After that, a band I really, really liked, a uh, band that Joe D really, really likes, Underrated trying to think because they were never really commercially that big but you me jody i would think a lot of our group of friends loves them uh they have a black singer
0: oh seven dust yes seven dust that's yes. right okay here. Yeah. which was was the seven dust song was it, it was, was
1: called it? fall fall that's right yep that's right all right next seven
0: Man, wow. I was just talking about them with somebody else the other day, too. They're They're still going. Yeah. Still making music.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, hey.
1: They're one of those bands that literally they've inspired so many other big bands that you know.
0: And, well, they started making... I know the drummer, Morgan Rose, like, he started doing more uh, production-based stuff. And, like, prop. Like that's where the money is. Sure. So it's like they figured out a way to, you know, do it all.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no. But but I, I think that... Seven dust is a band that doesn't have to do anything but play music. And that's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Like is, that's, but, yeah. The, that's their vo- like vocation music. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: that's what they do. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty dope.
1: Um, so I can, ru- I can run yeah, through them. Cause it's, it's, it, it, it's if, hard. The,
0: if the next one's not incubus, then just keep going. I think that's like 11 or something.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So one is what if by Creed Two, wait and bleed slip, three suffocate by finger 11 Four Spiders by System of a Down. Five Automatic by American Pearl. Six Fall by Seven Dust. Seven Time Bomb by Godsmack. Godsmack yeah. um, eight Tyler's song Coal Chamber. Nine <laughs> So Real Static X. Ten Crowded Elevator by Incubus. Eleven Debonair by The Dope. <laughs> <laughs> the Dope. Love this. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Next. Sunburn by Fuel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that song so much. See, and that's the title track from the album that it's off of, right? I mean, yes. Like, I was surprised that was on there, but though that song is actually something you do hear in the movie. I mean, it is most of them you do, but they're like quick clips. Like mm-hmm. Sunburn is played in a part, a little longer walking scene from right. what I remember.
1: Plus, that album Sunburn was was almost like the uh, Matchbox Twenty yourself or someone like you. So, like that came. The Matchbox Twenty album came out in ninety six, yeah, but it didn't really gain any traction until like ninety seven, and then all of a sudden blew up in ninety eight. Yeah, so the same thing with Fuel. It was like the album was there in ninety seven. I was like, okay, and then you know Shimmer was big, and then they kind of ro- rode that wave, and then it's just like, oh wow, this is a great band, and they had one album,
0: yeah. at the time.
1: <laughs> so not not too bad seeing that on a soundtrack three years later. All right, let's finish off. Get on, get off by Power Man five thousand. Wanna Be Martyr by Full Devil Jacket. Dissension by Orgy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the intro to that song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Crawl hmm. by Stain. There it is. Yeah. Click, click, year 2000. Don't remember that. And a great freaking song. Uh, not really commercial creed.
0: Uh, this was the song that was only on this album. At that time, it was yeah. Clo- it was the closer to this, yeah.
1: Is This The End by yeah. Creed. Did they put it on another album after this? Only on the retrospective. Okay. That yeah. was the only it's other like place. This was the
0: one that they made for yep. to finish this for for Scream 3.
1: Yep. So that's that's yeah. something. You know what? Steve Feast, uh, important to remind our listeners uh, you go to uh, keystoneretro.com check out with the code Red River even though he's selling a ton of stuff elsewhere. <laughs> He's still got some stuff, but use Red River uh, in the code when you check out at KeystoneRetro.com. Get ten percent off. And I will if he's listening, Steve, I would love to track down this album on vinyl if it's available, please.
0: Yeah, if he's got if he's got the the skills to find things. She seems to do. Yeah. So and now I'm gonna give you a fun thing about that two bands on this album that we saw on the same show. Okay. And I was really hoping – and because because of this soundtrack, I was hoping Staind would play Crawl. Yes. You know, it wasn't one of their bigger no. songs. And I didn't know how long they were going to play for because there were so many bands and they were not the cl- – like, they weren't the closer or anything. No. I think they were second sec- to the closer. Second second to last. Yeah. Because Linkin Park was before that. So
1: we – I mean, just for people listening, this is 2001. Think of it this way. Yeah. In a row, we had a Linkin Park that only had Hybrid Theory out – who was just energized and awesome
0: well yeah so it was family values <laughs> tour 2001 yeah um so the band the lineup was Deadzy, who was kind of like a orgy type band where they were doing like a goth okay uh goth industrial type thing
1: don't remember them that well but I remember them being there
0: yeah they were the first band on they were, they just caught it a little late like you know cold chamber was done orgy was done like you know all these they weren't done like all these bands weren't done yet but they were like that phase was kind of on its way out. Sure. So they got you know little run, but I don't, I'm not really gonna follow up with the rest of the history of Deadzzy. <laughs> and it was uh, Static X. Yep. Lincoln Park. Yep. Uh, limp. Uh, no. Uh, stained. Yep. And Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> yes. Was a finisher. Um, so during Stained set, when he started doing Crawl. Now one of the things about Crawl is like it's one of the it's a heavier stain song and at the time they were you know it's, it's been a while was the big hit and outside they were like sounding a lot more soft We're just like okay I really I don't know if they're gonna play this I hope they play it and they did and there's a big screaming part at the end where Wayne Static rest in peace came out oh and they did the screaming part with Aaron Lewis
1: huh
0: it was awesome I'll never forget It it's like one of my favorite concert moments
1: so I it that's freaking oh, I got goosebumps Yeah. so th- one of my favorite moments you ready for this remember when Chester Bennington came out during the Stone Temple Pilots set and did a song with the Stone Temple Pilots
0: where he would end up being the lead singer of how crazy is that he did a full album with them too that's so we saw too many three of the vocalists of this
1: show are dead yeah whoa that's that's a way That's a reason To scream in itself Yeah that's
0: morbid But hey I But mean, we saw so an sad.
1: epic show If you think about it Oh yeah Because like, everybody Everybody crapped on This one The one we finally Were old enough to see yet, Like yes my aunt took us Like she was cool though Like she was younger Enjoyed the, the, the scene Yeah We finally get to see A show like this Yeah And everybody was crapping on it because Limp Biscuit and Corn weren't going to be there. It's like, yeah, well, this is the first one where Corn and Limp biscuit aren't aren't going to be there. Right. And then think about what we saw. (laughs)
0: Hey, it was a great time. Great time I had.
1: That was a hell of a show. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And that's, like, one thing to take away from that. Just as awesome as, like, the Scream, the original Scream trilogy. Yep. Yeah. So then... 15 years later, from the first one, is when we start getting the rumors of a Scream 4. Right. Where it's like, really? Is this necessary? And we went and we saw it in theaters, and it was really good. It
1: was freaking awesome.
0: What the hell? <laughs> Dude. I was not. So it was 2011. That came out in 2011. And I was not anticipate like i'm just like oh well it's got you know most of the cast back like like even courtney cox and david arquette yeah like Nev cam it's like what like and it worked and it worked really well
1: it and and the funny thing is a funny story about that i heard they were producing it if you notice some of it was filmed in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. I visited Ann Arbor, Michigan for the first time randomly. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Just like, no, oh, they're filming a new Scream movie here. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? But b- b- then That's
0: you wrong. go on the internet, it's like, oh, my God, they're filming a new Scream movie here. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it actually happened. And this is like at a time where I'm surprised they didn't. it didn't get a reboot. But I think the reboot was avoided because of the MTV series, which I think started either after it. I think. Yes. Which I've never seen a single episode of, and I'm gonna keep it that way. It's perfect for
1: people who watch MTV. I will say this: it's not made for me. It's it's not the cool thing about it, though. Why I would, if you've never seen it, and you're not, Joe, if you've never seen the Scream series. The one reason to watch it that's pretty cool is the deaths. Some of the deaths are pretty cool.
0: I'd imagine they would at least get, you know. Yeah. It's – I could see that. Yes. But I could see, like, most of the storyline and dialogue being very – Yeah. Who, kind of – so I tried watching on Prime the I Know What You Did Last Summer series. I think Yeah. I ran in like, 20 I, – I barely could get through the first episode. I'm like – and uh, speaking of that, it's already – Prime dropped it. It's not going to be picked up for another season. That's the end of that. So, you tried. Leave that it's, one alone.
1: Yeah, but Scream Four. So okay, so you're saying that they opted to do the Scream movie with the original characters. You had Sydney was back, Deputy Dewey, yeah, um, Gail Weathers. So they're back, and that was it, I think. Um, and then they, they did the reboot type thing, or at least just a off type thing uh, for MTV. To do yeah, a series,
0: and it's like with Scream Four. I just remember being like, Ah, I don't know if I want to see this. It's, yeah. like, it's like, what else was going on? Like, I'm trying to think of the other things around that time. There was a lot of reboots going on, or like reboots in the work, and like
1: Friday, Friday the Thirteenth was what 09? They had My Bloody Valentine, which was oh, something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You had the Friday. You had the Nightmare. You had
1: Michael Bay was doing his thing with that Platinum Dunes yeah. uh, label.
0: Yeah, I mean he was just cashing in.
1: Yeah, Leatherface they they had they had like a yeah. whole new series of
0: It's another Texas Chainsaw coming soon too. We'll have to okay. get into that too. But but um like what like how how did it, how was it good? And it's like it, it just caught me so by surprise. I went into it just being like, "Oh, well, I'm going to see it anyway. You know, we're all going out, we you know, a bunch of friends going out to, to the booth. I'm like, yeah. "Whatever. Here we go." I'm walking up, <laughs> and be <being> like, "Huh." <laughs> Wasn't expecting that.
1: No, it was freaking yeah. good.
0: And here we are, another ten years later. Yep. And if this one's as good as the fourth one, this is probably the best. Probably the best series in horror. I I
1: said that on a previous podcast. You I don't, did pound for pound. There is no and and you said like what does scream mean to you? Okay, so I explained like how taboo and how like how I came to see the first movie, right? Yeah. The third one, the soundtrack, we both loved that soundtrack. Like there's things you connect to. Not that I don't connect to the second one in the same way. Um, I do. I actually wanted the poster from blockbuster video. I didn't get it, but I was vying for it. But anyway, um, what it did for me, what scream did for me, it's just like, okay, my parents' generation had Michael Myers. Mm. The generation of people we know that are probably friends that are like 40s, maybe touching that 50s. They had With
0: Freddy's and Jason. They
1: had Freddy and Jason, right? We have Scream.
0: Yeah, a ghost face.
1: You know, like we, that started from the very beginning. We saw that and we've seen it through and they haven't disappointed in any of the films that they've released. Yeah.
0: It seems like if we were younger, it seems like it'd be a lot easier to go see a, like an R-rated movie like that. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like they really... Check like the well, I don't like. I don't know. I haven't haven't bought tickets online since I was, was seventeen. Seventeen. I was still going to the box office, <laughs> right? Or just buying, you know, just buying it, getting to the theater and buying it there. Yep. Not buying stuff ahead of time. Um, because I was thinking, like, you know, the weight of being like, oh, I want to see this so bad, just having to wait for it to come out on video. <laughs> you know, and it's like. I knew it wasn't going to be at my house where I was watching it. Yeah. Luckily, it was because my sister and uh, neighbor up the street, Jen, were able, you know, Jen would always get the stuff and bring it down.
1: I was, like, I was say, that's, we had a mutual friend. Yeah. Um. Same thing. It's just like, all right, well, it was not around that time for me, but there was a mutual friend in the late, late 90s that you could just be like, hey, I haven't seen this. Do you mind if we watch this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Huey no I was gonna say him too but he had like the older brothers he did so like that's like so there were outlets it was just like the anticipation like I need to see this Mm -hmm. but like I'm gonna be like hey mom and dad can I rent this and be like get the fuck get (laughs) out of here so Um,
1: but what is scream to me I feel like Joe the cool thing is I feel like it's ours
0: yeah it feels like what defined our our generation's horror yeah yep and you're at the, like the younger end of that generation, which is why I think it probably means a little more. Yeah. You know, this is the one that we grew we grew up with. Absolutely. You know, everything else was like legend before. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Myers was, you know, legendary. Freddy, Jason, these were iconic names. Yeah. This was our legend. I I agree. And maybe that makes you think it's like why there's people's like 10 years younger than me that are like the saw is like saw is like their thing (laughs) i think now i'm like that makes me understand that a little more sure but not really because the first one's just a outstanding movie and then the rest of it's all just not as self-aware cash grabs yes it gets there but at least scream at every point in the series knows exactly what it's doing and Mm -hmm. has it in there subtly. like it's so
1: so so i'm just saying as we head into this this next scream which i'm very excited about even if it sucks they've done a great job up to this point like so if this is the movie that's not good i am I'm not i'm not like it's not like a self fulfilling prophecy i'm not being negative yeah. i'm saying like i have the confidence i am confident that scream 5 will not suck
0: and all, rev- all reviews and things coming out right now are saying that it doesn't. Some Excellent. some are saying this is the, possibly better than. I, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious to see, just because so much has changed. One of the one of the things, like the first one with the cell phones. I'm drawing a blank on the fourth one, but the fourth one they did integrate newer the live streaming. The live streaming. Yes. So and it's like. 10 years late how much has changed how much has changed since 2011 like a lot you know and it's like what are they going to integrate it's just like you know it's for the most part the same team other than Wes Craven yeah I mean
1: and that's the only reason people say well it was delayed for COVID some of its release was delayed for COVID but when they went into this project Wes Craven was attached to it
0: yeah so
1: all right peace sir yeah
0: so this that's why you know well, that's what I'm looking for. Like this is our, this is ours. Yep. This is our generation's definitive horror franchise. Yeah. And that's what you know. So I'm excited. I know you're excited. Um.
1: And stay tuned hmm. to around us as well. We we have a lot. It's not just this podcast is kind of kicking off the week that Scream comes out. We're going to be doing some
0: live streams with our friend Joe D. Yeah, so by the time this episode drops, is going to be there might be an announcement of a Scream live stream. And if you have Pecock, you can join us yeah. and watch along. Sounds good. It's going to be a good time.
1: Well, Joe, I mean, speaking of the new stuff, Twitter, well, I guess it would have been around when Scream 4 came out, but they weren't talking about it like it is. But you can find us there at you Red River can. Horror.
0: You can find us on Twitter, the Instagram, Facebook, yep. YouTube's, all that. So I want to get some more video going, but we we'll get into that later. We we just like talking, we like sharing our hopes and dreams with everybody. I'm pumped, man. Yeah, I'm pumped for Scream Five, especially because in an in an era where it's like it hasn't been, I I can't count a TV show as a reboot. Sure. This movie hasn't been rebooted yet, and uh, maybe this is the end of the Sidney Prescott as we know it. I feel like one of the three have to die, man. I, I can't believe. Even if she doesn't, just in, in the series in general, like, it's incredible. Like, you know, I mean, Nev Campbell's been this character for 25 years at this point. Yeah. So, all, I mean, it's only the fifth movie in 25 years, which is probably for the best.
1: Yes. So. That's what that's what Don Coscarelli says about his Phantasm. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, the reason that, like, the fans like it so much, whether you like ever, anything after the first Phantasm movie's up to you. Sure. I do. but We do. We do. Well, yeah. <laughs> so... But like those are for the fans, and he's been in control of it the entire time. So yes, yeah, so these this has been a, Scream is a property that has not been tampered with. Yeah, and uh, and uh, just real quick, do you think of the big three? Who do you think's going? I don't want to say goodbye to any of them, but one of the three's going. I know it.
0: Dewey's had a lot of close calls.
1: He has. And Gail was the close Gail call has for. A lot, yeah.
0: Wouldn't that be interesting if it's like someone finally gets Sydney?
1: It. W- I think it would go along with what you were just talking about. Yeah. Kind of like, could this be it for Sydney, whether she lives or not?
0: But it's like Nev Campbell's not that old that they don't do another one in another ten years. No, she she looks exactly she the looks same. Incredible. I know. So. Nah I would say if anybody it would be be Either Dewey and Dewey Gale or both of them Okay Um, I mean it's amazing I mean not only that but Like David Arquette and Courtney Cox married and separated All in this (laughs) this, Over the course of these five films (laughs) Still willing to do It together so Hey that's awesome Um, Yeah so by the time this episode drops there might be an announcement About the live stream Um, You know you get back on that bandwagon all kinds of good things good things for everybody um, other than that I would like you know if you made it to this point in the episode please reach out and let us know what does Scream mean to you like when you when you think about it as a whole like what it, like, what do you like to us clearly like, we're on the same page where it's like this is like our our what we feel is our generation's franchise this is what defines our our horror this is
1: us man yeah this is us this is us this is us hours yeah this is what defines our generation of horror cue so this what does it for you cue the uh, James Vanderbeek speech yeah. from varsity please <laughs> <laughs> it's our time
0: it's our time <laughs> oh man so anyway yeah you know you can tell me that they on if you know me you know how to find me but if not if you know where to find me on Twitter which is at Red River Joe and of course you can email to us red at gmail.com tweet it at red River horror shoot it on a dm on instagram or on face throw it on the facebook anyway just leave
1: a review on apple podcasts and now spotify leave a review please we'd love to hear it
0: we'd love to hear it, and we'd love to hear what scream means to you yep all right so that's been episode number 71 you got anything else to add there eduardo i'm good joe i'm eddie caiazzo thanks ed all right everybody out there go see scream 5 and remember to keep traveling those channels of fear